Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager here at Micro.blog, and on this podcast, I am very pleased to welcome David Johnson, who is at Crossing the Threshold on Micro.blog. Hi, David. Welcome to Micro Monday. How is it going? Hi, Jean. Thank you. It's um, going. I'm doing well. Doing well here. Yes. Yeah. I'm very pleased to be here. I'm really glad that you could make it uh, to be on the podcast. Um, and before we get into all things microblogging, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm my name's David Johnson. I, I live on Maui in Hawaii. Um, as you can hear, probably hear from my accent, accent. That's not where I'm originally from, originally from Britain. Um, I moved over to the U.S., ooh, 12, 13 years ago now. Um, first move was to Portland, which I believe is where you are, Jean. That's right. And, and then um, then a couple of years back, uh, we moved. My wife actually had lived on Maui for about 18 years. We moved back here um, to be closer to her family. A, a member was not doing so well, is doing well now, but um, we came back to be with them. So being on Maui now for just shy of three years. That must be very lovely, I imagine. <laughs> it is, and I, I also notice the distance at times. We're, we're, yeah. you know, we're five hours from the mainland U.S., so it, 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 it's a long way from, from, from places. But it is good to be here. It's a lovely place. Yeah, I think I'm the only Oregonian who has not been to Hawaii. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when we lived in Portland, I was amazed at the um, – what I perceived as all the connections with Hawaii that seemed to, to yeah. I seem to constantly bump into people who had some connection with Hawaii. Yeah. Actually, one of my best friends just moved there to the Big Island, and she's from uh, Edinburgh. So. <laughs> all right. The, the Brits are moving to the Pacific. <laughs> yes. Um, so that will, that will be my, probably be my reason to finally go and visit her because uh, – I can't imagine never seeing her again, and I think she's going to be there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, enough about Hawaii. Let's talk about uh, blogging and Microdot blog in particular. What mm -hmm. what drew you to become part of the Microdot blog community? Yeah, so I I was actually reflecting on that um, just before uh, we started speaking, and um, I stumbled across it. I suppose like a lot of things that one does on the internet by accident. Um, I was looking for something. I can't even remember what now. <laughs> and um, I think I came across Patrick Roan's um, website. Um, anyway, wherever I ended up, there was mention of microblog. And it, it sort of piqued my interest. I didn't really understand initially what it was about and what it was offering. But um, I was definitely... Um, not really happy with the social media world. I, I was, uh, for a mixture of business reasons, I, I'm a life coach, um, and so I was using social media as a way of um, sort of publicizing and, and my marketing my business. Um, and also just to keep in contact with family and friends. I was on social media, but it felt more like shoulds than wanted, and I, didn't I wasn't feeling comfortable with the with all the platforms, I think I joined just about everything that, that there was out there, um, apart from Twitter, which I'd been on since the very early days. Um, and there was something about 
I'm just trying to put myself back into that space when I stumbled across my cryptolog. There was something about um, with no likes on there. I thought, <laughs> well, what, what, what's that going to be like? What, what, I'm so used to it. Yeah. Um, I was also getting, that was the other thing, I was getting annoyed watching other people constantly picking up their phone. And, of course, the reason I was getting annoyed, not at the other people, but it was I know that they were just reflecting what I was doing all the time. I constantly wanted to reach for it and check what was going on on social media. You know, were, were people liking this or liking that? So it, it, it made me curious, this idea of no likes and not knowing who was following you, if anybody was following you. And initially, this idea of no likes or not knowing who I was following was really – it did bother me. It, it shows how much it had become – you know, sort of ingrained in, in me um, mm-hmm. to go looking for those things. But in time, I've just forgotten about them. It's been a real revelation for me. It's changed a lot of things about how I interact online. Yeah, I definitely relate to that. I I was not happy <laughs> with the mm-hmm. – I mean, I guess I, I was okay maybe with no likes, but not knowing who was following me mm-hmm. Um you know, I was just used to that. And I I thought, even though, you know, I was working with Manton, I felt like right. I, I, I was saying, well, don't, you know, did you forget to put in likes? <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. And, you know, you learn pretty quickly when you work with Manton that he, he, he knows what he's doing, he's doing. and, and he's right. doing everything intentionally. And it just sets a really good tone, I think. Uh, one of the things that I've really appreciated over time with micro.blog is we're not all on it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we don't reply to each other, you know, instantaneously. And you, you, right. know, you, could, you can have conversations going on for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's very different. And I, I like so, to think of it as the slow social media were you writing a blog before micro.blog or were you just on social media? I, I, I started a blog about, um, I'm thinking about five years ago now, um, but it had sort of, I, it had dried up would be the best way of putting it. I, mm-hmm. Again, it was related to work. I had a, a website, which I also wasn't really happy with. I, I, there, were a lot, there were a lot of shoulds, I felt, appearing in, in my life, in my online <laughs> world you know everybody else does something that way so all the i know the coaches were marking their business or setting up websites like this so i should do it so i i had one it was on the weebly platform Mm -hmm. there was it was very um let's say media rich there was a lot going on and and i think one reason i i stopped blogging is just because certainly the platform i chose to use really because i saw somebody else doing it so i thought okay i'll set it up on this platform um it, it just felt like too much effort to get anything written mm-hmm. and and um so initially i i wrote quite a bit and in time it just sort of dried up and um what i found since um since joining microblog i'm i'm definitely writing more i've mm-hmm. re redone my website although my web my main website isn't actually on microblog i've I've chosen the block platform but i i I Mm -hmm. definitely jump between the two and i part of me wonders if it's also connected with with my nature i my coaching practice is mainly working with 
um, introverts and people who identify as highly sensitive. And I can at times find the internet, and I certainly found it with um, social media. When I say that, the sort of big social media world, not, um, I just found it too loud, too much going on. The other thing I've got out of microblog, and again, I've sort of discovered this um, backwards, if you like. I wasn't necessarily looking for it, but once I got in there, I realized I was. It was it's the type and the, and the depth of conversation that happens there as opposed to um, – I, I, I don't want to – uh, I don't want to dismiss everybody on social media, but um, but it was just feeling a bit trivial and unimportant, and I was I just wasn't enjoying the interaction, mm-hmm. um, even with friends. Really, it, it it all felt kind of meaningless, and I, I the conversation feels very different to me on on microblog, and so um, that's been one of the other things I think that has started me up. And writing again. I'm definitely writing more. And and I've I've been on microblog now since oh, it's probably about six months. It was a couple mm-hmm. of months towards the end of last year I joined. And um I, I I'm definitely slowly seeing a difference in my interaction um with the online world. Now I still appreciate an online community. I've I've made you know before I joined microblog I I definitely had made and met friends through other online interaction so that that's still important to me you know reaching mm-hmm. out to a, a wider community and seeing what's you know what's going on in the world um and, and the other thing that i was wondering about you know in some of the work i do um for example i go into the local jail here we, we mm-hmm. host a, a men's circle in there and in order to facilitate that conversation so that men feel safe to be able to share and and open up, we have certain ground rules. You know, the confidentiality, for example, is observed. We we encourage men to speak in what we call I statements, speaking about how you feel, not about the, um, what the other person did to you. It's about how you felt when that person did something to you. Mm-hmm. And it changes the nature of the conversation. And I, I think for me, you know, with microblog, um, you know, not tolerating uh, – uh, Say abusive language, for example, um, and have and not having the lights, not knowing who's following you, it it automatically it, it changes the container that the conversation is happening in. So it it it, um, it, it just by its um, by the guidelines or the the rules, it it just changes everything from the get go. And mm-hmm. um, for me, that's a big part of. Of, of how we communicate it, it's about the rules that we we're willing to follow um you know when that conversation does happen it, it's nice maybe to be free at times in our conversation but when it gets completely out of hand i think we see the you know all the abuse and the, the and and the bad language and the bad mouthing that we do see mm-hmm. uh, in the online world and that to me is why microblog is also so rich because it's it's there are guidelines there they're followed and it changes the nature of the conversation it changes the nature of the people who show up for the conversation yeah now that's definitely true so one of the things that people sometimes have a question about and i wonder if you could share your experience and and advice 
on is how do I find people to follow and how do I start feeling like I'm in a community micro.blog because, you know, especially without knowing who's following you, you, you know, you don't know whether you should say hi to them or whatever. And so curious, six months, um, that's, that's a good amount of time. It's not the longest amount of time. Um, but I think I'm, I'd be interested in your perspective on that. Yes. I, I think initially I found it, you know, it, it was, it's kind of like, I suppose, walking into a, a room full of people. It's a, I don't know, a networking event or a <laughs> party and you don't know anyone there. And you, you who should I speak to? And of course, with, with microblog, as you say, you don't know who's following you or who's, um, I, 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 my memory is I just scrolled through the timelines and just found things, you know, found people saying things that interested me. So maybe I, you know, hit reply occasionally. Um, I, I certainly rather nervously, you know, just started offering my own comments or maybe mm-hmm. posting some pictures. Um, uh, and 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 as time has gone on, I've. Uh, if I've been involved in a conversation or just see a conversation that's happening um, on microblog, then I, um, and then maybe there's a name in there who I don't know, so I click on click on that and look at their own profile and the, you know, their own the, the posts that they've shared. Um, I certainly make use of, of the discover tab. If you want to join in, I think you have to make that first dive. Look look for a. Um, look for something that someone said that piques your interest or um, share your own experience of something or or if you've gone out and done something you know you want to share just just put it out there mm-hmm. uh, and I found very slowly you know I, I get responses um, uh, maybe I spend more time talking to some than, than others but um, I've certainly found as well you know if, I, if I've got a question whether it's about the platform or, or just in general I put it out there and more often than not, I get a response from somebody, whether whether I whether whether I know of them or not, and then maybe I'll follow them back. So it's just dive in there, explore. It's a friendly community. It's a great. It's a supportive community. Um, I've seen a lot of superlatives about microblog, but I I feel they're they're valid. They're true. Yeah, I think that's that's really an important point for people to see is that it is supportive and friendly and mm. you know that having that discover timeline and showing it, it works in two ways you know it shows new people what's going on <laughs> and what yeah. but it also shows the community that's there who's new you know find somebody who's new we try to highlight new users when they come right. on to the timeline and uh and generally you know the the community is very uh, good at welcoming new people. The other place I've um, I found people because I I enjoy taking photographs. I was a big photographer. I just enjoy taking photographs. But I've used um, the Sunlit app mm-hmm. and the, the Discover timeline there, or, uh, or just a regular timeline. Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've some people who maybe post more photos than they do. Um, uh, words. I, I've discovered people on there. I, I love maps, and I've I've discovered somebody. I can't remember who it is now. Oh yeah. I haven't got my the app open right now, but it, 
but I've started following that, and, also, and I think I find that on Sunlit. So, David, have you ever thought of doing a microcast? That's my that's my trick question. <laughs> it's not really a trick because I did say I might ask you that, but <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I have actually for back when I um, long before I joined Microblog, I um, I had a podcast. It ran for about. 40 episodes and they weren't particularly long it was about 15 20 minutes and it was um i've got a back i've been practicing tibetan buddhism for about 30 years now and so it was just a it was a podcast on um uh, building a meditation practice i mm. I, I find one thing that stops some people is maybe not having a community so i thought that's have this podcast uh, I had included a period of meditation in the middle of it and I've actually got the archive of it on my mm. website at the moment and I and I enjoyed doing it and I, I don't know for some reason after 40 episodes it it just sort of stopped I said I started up again and I I haven't but mm-hmm. when I saw the microcast and I like the idea of something short I didn't have to worry about creating something long and I wondered whether to restart my meditation podcast uh in a microcast format mm-hmm. and, but the other one that's been feels stronger for me and I, I guess i've just been waiting for the space to sit down and run out some subjects at least for the first few was to do a microcast around what it means to be a to be an introvert and a highly sensitive person living in the world today um as, and especially as a man, because I find that some of the traits that maybe come out of um, having those personality types don't always lend themselves to the archetype of being a male in the mm-hmm. world, certainly in our Western world today. I would think there'd be quite a bit of interest. Introverts and highly sensitive persons, which is something you know that gets more attention, a lot more attention than it used to. Right. But you know, the most of the people I know in that category and the ones writing about it are women or um, mm-hmm. gender non-binary, maybe. And as you say, that's what you're really interested in. And I predict yes. that's where you will have success in getting something going. I think it is what I'd like to do. I've just got to create the space and sit down and stop procrastinating as well. That's coming <laughs> into it somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, if I can also throw in, don't don't overthink it and right. maybe just get some episodes out there. Use wavelength on your iPhone if you have an right. iPhone. I, I've actually I've actually had wavelength sitting on my phone, I think, since um since I first joined Microblog. So mm. um so yeah, it's there, it's looking at me, but <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been used yet. <laughs> Well, before we wrap this up, um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, apart from my my gratitude to uh, to Mountain and yourself of um, you know, for just bringing this platform out there. It's been a very unexpected um, and interesting last six months. It, as I say, it's had it's had it's had benefits beyond just. Um, Beyond just you know who I'm, who and how I'm interacting with in, with my online world, it, it's I feel a lot more comfortable. It's almost so like my creativity and ideas are expanding more, and my, my excitement for what I can do. Well, thanks for that, and uh, thanks for being here on the podcast, uh, listeners. If you want to follow David 
on micro.blog. There's a link in the show notes. Or you can go to micro.blog slash crossing the threshold. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.